What is going on, guys? It is your host, Zach Lyman, and you are listening to the Zach Lyman Podcast. Yeah, uh, LimeWire, Lyman Lounge, whatever name you guys submit, and that's the ones that I enjoy. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We've been growing very quickly, uh, just climbing all the charts on all the different uh, programs we're on. What am I trying to say here? No, but thank you guys for sharing and liking and following and, uh, really like reaching out about episodes you enjoyed. Uh, I love it. Mm, What's going on in my life? Well, the laptop is fixed. We're getting back on sketch almost (laughs) with the podcast and, uh, I'm, I'm stoked, man. Things are starting to roll again after having such a weird time of traveling and a laptop breaking, camera breaking, AC in my car breaking. But now it's all it's all good, baby. It's all gravy in this household. Gross. I uh, went and looked at the studio yesterday. It's really coming along. Can't wait to move into there. Uh, beautiful, beautiful place. And... Uh, Happy about that. I'll see you guys at Coffee Fest LA where I'm speaking and judging the cold brew August 25th. Um, so 25th, I think it's like 25th, 26th, 27th. Uh, I'll be speaking on one of those days. <laughs> uh, hope to see you in LA. Another update is I'm talking to a new shirt company that's going to help me print shirts. So, because we already, if you go over to my website, you can buy them, uh, but I'm always trying to make it better and a better deal for you guys, a better deal for me, and so I'm in talks with this company, and it seems like it's it's going to be a thing. I'm going to switch over to them printing my shirts, and uh, but I want to keep the quality because I really like the shirts uh, now. Also see you guys September 6th. In downtown Phoenix at Tea Spressa, I'm doing a comma tea uh, show of every once in a while. September 6th is the first one, 8 p.m., $5 show. I'm hosting, and then I picked all the comics that are going to be on the show and uh, just some really funny people at a tea shop owned by my friend Allison, who I want to get on the podcast. She's so talented. Uh, so September 6th, see you there. August 25th, see you at Coffee Fest in LA. And uh, the last update I have is my new hour. I've been writing so much since January, really getting it together, because next time I'm on tour soon, very soon, and I want the new hour to like hit the road with the new hour and work on it and perfect it and have that material for all these cities that I'm going to be hitting. Uh, I want it to be different than when I hit it with uh, my last album. So uh, the new hour is coming along, writing. I'm about 35, 40 minutes into it. So I still got a little bit to go. And then, of course, I'm going to like overwrite an hour and then I'm going to cut it back and I'm going to tighten it. And I'm going to make it a sweet, sweet hour. Uh, I really do like how it's coming along, though. Um, this episode is uh, my friend Mishka, who uh, I'm starting to get to know more. been hanging out with him a lot often. He's a uh, well-known writer and musician, and we talk about all that. But also, uh, Lou Moon pops in. Lou Moon comes in and he tells a story <laughs> about when he emailed Mark Marin 
And uh, he was like two months into doing comedy. And we find the email and we read it. Oh, man. If you tune in for anything, tune in for that at least. Uh, it's like halfway through the episode. But uh, also, I just, Mishka has such an interesting life. He's done it all. And uh, he's sober. And he talks about that. And we talk about his music. And we talk about writing. And what it's like to be such a well-crafted and well-known writer. Uh, so I'm stoked for you guys to check this episode out. It was a lot of fun. We had to just turn it off. We could have kept going for like four hours, I swear. But we were like, it's, it's long enough. It's like an hour. Let's just cut it here. And um, maybe I'll have them both back. Maybe we'll do a follow-up episode later when uh, we're all moved in the studio and stuff and down the road, you know? But uh, let's take a moment for the sponsors. This episode is sponsored? Mm, Okay. This episode is sponsored by Quip. Quip is oral care designed for the modern lifestyle developed to do the basics better. Delivered fresh every three months for only $5. Today's show is brought to you by Quip. Save $10 off refills. Uh, when you use my link, tryquip.com slash Lyman, tryquip.com slash Lyman. These links are in the bio or show notes or whatever you want to call it. All right, guys. So if you want to try quip, click the link in the show notes and, uh, yeah. Uh, this is also brought to you by BarkBox. Established in 2011, BarkBox is committed to making dogs happy. They work with local and independent businesses to achieve this. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats, super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is the joy of a million belly scratches. For an extra free month, use my code uh, or my link. Mm. Use my link, uh, getbarkbox.com slash Lyman, L-Y-M-A-N, getbarkbox.com slash Lyman. This link is also found in the show notes. Guys, and also don't forget to go over to my website, zacklyman.com, and get a comedy and coffee t-shirt, a comedy and naps t-shirt, or a tired AF sweater. Because uh, you know what's better in the summertime is a very thick comfy sweater. Mm, what a what a good thing to wear. Uh tired AF sweater. I still sell them. Tired AF sweater, comedy and naps t-shirt and a comedy and coffee t-shirt. Go over zacklyman.com. Uh but it's that time. Let's do it guys. Let's get into the episode. I, I'm glad we got like all the good lines, all the big laughs, like out of the way before you yeah. record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I wanted. To... I don't have anything funny to say anymore. Good, <laughs> good. I I didn't yeah. want you to be funnier than me on my own podcast. <laughs> I uh, happy for you to be here. Um, uh, I've been wanting to do this for a while now. Uh, ever since I first been to your weird little house. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm happy you're here. And then also to the right of me, uh, a, a classic, the, the Steve Martin of the Zach Lyman podcast, Lou Moon. <laughs> yeah, 
this is episode 23 of you. Like, what is... <laughs> yeah, that's... You're, you're the Andy Richter. That's good, man. Yeah, that 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 is what it feels like sometimes of, like, Zach is, like, gallivanting across <laughs> the country, just, like, doing comedy and podcasts, and it's like, I'm here, too, and I'm less funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> happy to be here. <laughs> Just weaseling his way into a podcast. <laughs> Just every... well, I was thinking about this today, too, that like the reason that we were like, all right, fuck it, we're going to do it today is yeah. because we have the the house show coming up with Jay Whitecotton that's now canceled. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. going to ask you about that. You, you said nothing to me, but I just got a notification. Mishka canceled show. <laughs> I was like, Zach will see this. I'm busy. I, uh, the, no, we, we were going to we were going to be plugging the um, we were going to do a house show um, with uh, Jay White Cotton, who's one of the uh, smartest and most vicious comics I know. Uh, I don't know that you've ever met him. I've never met him. No. Um, brilliant comic. Um, and we were totally psyched for the show. And then at the last minute, he was like, uh, fuck all this. I think he actually had a show kick because of the El Paso shooting, which. That's, oh, God. Yeah. That, I was like, all right, let's not go in. I don't Jeez. need to know exactly. Yeah. And then there were other shows that just kicked because comedians gonna comedian yo um, yeah and, yeah and there were, I think there were just like people disappearing and stuff like that not related to anything sinister <laughs> just normal disappearing it's um, just the rapture so yeah this uh, yeah this is in memoriam for Jay White Cotton <laughs> jeez. What a great way to start this. Uh, did I go right. too dark too I, fast? Uh, like what? <laughs> there's a there's a lot to unpack in what you just said. <laughs> just casually mentioning people disappearing. I, I <laughs> Disappearances, mass shootings, and yeah. comedians. There's yeah. a lot of Googling happening right now. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Mishka Shibali disappearances. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm glad we did it anyways. Uh, well, actually, to add more to the story is we were supposed to do it yesterday, and then you almost died. <laughs> yeah. I, well, this, I, didn't, I didn't bail yesterday because I almost died, but I'll turn the question around what to, I heard. back to you, Zach. <laughs> did I almost die yesterday because I bailed on the podcast? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, weird gypsy's curse. Like, I'm going to email you a curse. <laughs> It's yeah, the only I, virus I know how to send. <laughs> <laughs> the um, one of the things that I find to be like terribly annoying about uh, about comics, about storytellers, about people who perform in general, is that every everything that happens to them, they get it, it gets so fluffed up in the retelling. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you know, I almost got into a fight last night. It's like, well. Technically, you almost get into a fight every night. It's just nobody throws a punch, and nobody threw a punch last night. So, like, some guy bumped into you in a bar. That's yeah. what fucking happened. Right. Yeah. That said, we almost died yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> the um, no. So I'm uh, I'm working on the new house, and uh, I have this uh, this like 22 year old uh, skateboarder named Rad working with me, which is, that's just a convergence of all things that I will fucking shit on. And, um, and uh, so I, he, so we took the, like the, the huge green unbuckables van, 1976 Chevy G 30 camper van. Beautiful van. Yes. Uh, Two tone Scooby-Doo death machine. Um, 
I like went out there and I was like, it's not going to start. And then I can just fucking set it on fire, <laughs> you know, drive it off a cliff. And it, of course, it started on the first crank. So I was like, all right, great. Now I'm stuck with this again for a while. And then um, we had I've never heard someone so unhappy about owning things. <laughs> <laughs> every, I, I, every morning I wake up and I'm like, again? <laughs> like, like, I, I need to see a doctor. I don't, I, or like a witch doctor. I don't know. But, um, but it yeah. seems like one seen you already. <laughs> I, I need to see one less. I need to fucking not email the witch doctor. No, the, so there was, there's a, this huge fridge and a washer and dryer out of my mom's in Mesa. So okay. Rad, Rad and I like hop in the van, drive out there. As you do. Yeah. It's so fucking hot. Um, but we, and the fridge is huge and we like barely get it to fit into the van. And then we get the, the washing machine in there too. So the van is like full capacity and I didn't bring straps either. So I was like, yo, Rad, you're. I, I don't have anything to hold the, the fridge oh, in place God. so it doesn't slide around. So just like oh, just wedge yourself in that corner so the fridge doesn't get fucked up, right? Uh, don't you fuck up my yeah. fridge. You know, I see people as expendable and uh, <laughs> the um the no shortage of white kids. Come on. The um and <laughs> The and, monster. <laughs> and we're driving back and it's I mean it's like 4 p.m. so it's like the heat is just peaking what yeah. 107 108 degrees yesterday and uh traffic is mounting we're like heading into rush hour and um we're driving along and I'm like man this this old van like apparently still you know has some life left in it and then just like wham uh fucking you know huge ex- explosion sound like and uh fucking metal grinding on metal and the whole van like lurches and pulls hard to the left and there's like it's what five lanes of traffic out there of course i'm in the middle one so there's two late two like car you know two lanes of cars going by on my left two lanes of cars going by on my right and i figured out you know i was like oh it's a fucking blowout um so just like braked um, no, I didn't break. I actually gunned it cause I figured it was a, I figured out that it was a front tire and you don't want to put more weight on it. So I, I yeah. hit it and then was able to cut over two lanes, but the, between the girth of the van and the, the nar- like the narrow shoulder on it, we were barely able to tuck into the, you know, the basically one car width on the right hand side of the road, which happened to be. There's like a 12 foot tall, like barrier wall there, and it's on a corner. So people are coming, like whipping around this corner, um, and we're fucking right there. And um, and at first I was like, at first I was like, okay, we're gonna die. And then I was like, <laughs> no, we're not. And then we got to the side, and then I was like, no, we are gonna die. There are two <laughs> options. One is just that some, uh, you know, some. Like, you don't need a commercial driver's license to rent out a fucking U-Haul. Right. So those people just destroy shit all the time. Yeah. Somebody's going to come whipping around the corner at U-Haul, like, glance down at their phone, glance yeah. up. Shout out to U-Haul. Thank yeah. you for sponsoring the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the former sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, you don't Zach's need a license. Like, <laughs> Zach's like, you know, I've been living in a U-Haul for the past uh, three months now. <laughs> <laughs> On the edge, parked on the edge of the, of the 202. Yeah. 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 
But I was like, somebody's going to just come whipping around the corner, see the back of the van, not realize that we're not moving, and then just plow into yeah. us. And then, and, and then we're going to fucking die. Or, oh, we're just going to, there's just a slow uh, desiccation here sitting in the van. And then I, I thought of a fucking worse thing, which is a truck's going to hit us and it's going to fucking kill this poor kid. And I'm going to survive. Oh, God. <laughs> and then I'm going to have to live with that for the rest of my life. So. You're a lot of fun, Mishka. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, um, is this 10 minutes? The, uh, I figured just, you know, just slam it in, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> like that's just jam it all the way in. The, um, no, I like that our brains work similar because that's exactly the thought process I would be going through on the side of the road. I'll be like, no matter what, I'm dying. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is all over for me. The, um, and I was actually, uh, I mean, it's a really dangerous situation to me. And I was scared enough that I called the fucking cops, um, yeah. which I can't remember the last time I've, I've done that. Um, and, um, the, and, and then a, a cop showed up and he was like, dude, there's not really anything that we can do. We just have to do the, like, uh, the like pit crew thing of changing this tire as quickly as we can. Yeah. Um, so rad fucking hopped out of the van. The cop gave him a vest. He ran up the road and was like flagging cars down and like, you know, waving them, Jeez. you know, away. So the cop and I could like you know, perch on the, you know, in this like fucking eight inches with like cars whizzing by us to jack up the front end of the van, change the tire. And then, uh, and we drove straight here and like rad to his credit, fucking, <laughs> he didn't, he not only did he not freak out, he didn't blink. He didn't bat. The only time he looked marginally nervous was after I called the cops. And then I looked at him and I was like, yo, you don't have any like drugs or warrants, do you? And he was like, no, <laughs> it was like, it was like, these shorts have a lot of pockets. No, I'm good. I'm good. So, uh, so shout out to rad for now ruining uh 22 year old skateboarders and kids named rad for, uh, like I can no longer fucking bag on those people because right. he fucking came through like a champ yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So. Podcast over. Yeah, right, you, okay. yep. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you should have done it yesterday. Yeah. And then you... <laughs> Let this be a lesson. It was legit scary though, because I was like, the you know if you because there's you know if it, if you die like fucking climbing Everest or something, people are like, you know that, that's wow, like a fucking yeah. Viking death, you know, or like even if you're or if you're a fucking touring musician or comic or whatever, and they're like, yeah, no, he did fucking forty shows straight, and then he was you know, but like. Dying like fucking three miles from home. Yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, motherfucker didn't do the maintenance on his fucking death trap. You know? right. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even bring straps to hold the fridge in. I <laughs> <laughs> it then later removed his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking suck. I mean, that was your fridge, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mishka. <laughs> oh, shit. Rad's still in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's, he's dying a punky Brewster death right now. Like, yeah. in the dump in the fridge. Uh, they're going to they're gonna play this recording in court. And that's not... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the, um, wait, so I have to interrogate you about a thing. So Why? Why? Okay. <laughs> uh, but, so... So this... So the podcast made... It cracked, what? The top 100? 
Yeah, uh, Tom, Tom number 79. Um, okay. Comedy. So you sold my life to the witch doctor in exchange for How did that happen? Did you interview somebody or did you? I assume it's a scam because I assume everything's a scam. <laughs> and I know you and we're in my house. So I, I don't, it's like. I, like, like, <laughs> I know you. Like, like the way you said I know you is like, well, I know you're not talented enough to get out there. Why? I know. What makes I know you? You're not special. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when it, when my fucking writing started to take off. Like all my old friends were like, "Bro, I didn't read it. I'm gonna like wait for it to become a movie and then not see it in the theaters and then yeah, wait yeah. to be hung over one day when it comes on TV. <laughs> then maybe no. Right. Yeah, but no. Seriously, what happened? That uh, um, is this podcast that big? Am I just did I just insult for like forty thousand people? And it, it's not the first time someone's done that. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> no. I I mean, we have a good listener base in general. It's not huge, you know. It's not like uh, not what I assume. You know, you don't see everyone's numbers on iTunes. Yeah, I can't yeah. see what like Joe Rogan's doing every day. Amounts of plays or whatever Who? uh <laughs> exactly um <laughs> but uh it, it's like so i always just thought i was like this is a decent size of whatever you know and it's always had its ups and downs but lately since i've just been doing it constantly um i've seen like crazy growth and then there was like i started charting it and i was in the like top 500 and i was like okay well you know that's better than anyone I know. So like, I was like, <laughs> I was happy about that. I would have been happy at number 500. And then uh, I just kept releasing episodes and we had some really good ones. Like we had Troy from the Meat Puppets and oh, that, must have been cool. um, that was killer. And then we had like right after that, we had Andrew Rivers who has like a dry bar special and stuff. And then also my friend Scarlett is like going viral on uh, Instagram and she's a recent episode. So like, I think like the last eight episodes have just been so solid where it's like after one, after another, after another, after another of just like good guests and good quality and just releasing them in time that I just think that we were just slowly just picking up traction and, and then uh, literally I can't wait to break that hot streak. Yeah. I, it's <laughs> yeah, man, it's over. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was listening to you and I was like, Ooh, yeah, and then ooh. we got Mishka, and it was just, <laughs> I was like, oh, 600 now. We're at 600 now. I <laughs> Mishka, oh, the guy who knows Stanhope. Great. <laughs> <laughs> just torpedoed another podcast. Yeah, but we like we jumped to like 180, and then we were hanging out at like 180-ish like for a week, and then I literally woke up to like a new followers and messages and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden I was just like, let me check where this is all coming from. And I was like number 79 and I was That's like at 79 great, for a little while. And now they're, um, right. iTunes is actually changing all their, uh, ranking, uh, this like next two weeks. So no one really knows where they are, but, um, yeah. So I'm like curious, like what's going to happen after that, but they're like breaking. It's actually good for comedians cause they're breaking it into like subcultures of comedy. So I can get kind of more detail instead of just being like in comedy. And then I'm going against Mark Marin and Joe Rogan all the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So I don't know what I did. Uh, I, I, I just kept trying, I guess. <laughs> That's my best answer. <laughs> well, 
Congrats. Oh, sure thanks, man. I'm, I'm sure it's it. totally legit. I, fuck, I almost got that out. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I hate you. I, <laughs> I almost did it. The, no, uh, I just like that all my, any of my credits are just things that I've made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has an album out. He's self-produced. He has a, <laughs> has a podcast. It's pretty high rate. Yeah, he does that himself. <laughs> The um, it's weird, man. It's the like I uh, I hate podcasts, but also cool. the um, no, I, I do think it's a cool cultural moment though because if you, th- yeah. if you think about it, it, it is like you know uh, like AM radio. Yeah, it was just like anybody who had a you know access to a radio suddenly you had your own fucking pirate radio station or whatever. Yeah, like when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Wolfman Jack. Okay, and um, the and so I do think. Um, I, I, I do think, I mean, I think pot, you know, podcasts sort of run the spectrum that there are, there are the, like the fucking best, smartest, funniest, um, podcasts out there. The, the ones that are sort of like increasing the intensity of the dialogue and the level of conversations that people are having. Yeah. And then there's also, and I, cause I used to agree to just do fucking everything and anything. And then I would be like on, you know, some podcast with some kid and I'd be like, Dude, does your mom even listen to this? Like, who? The, what? This is the worst. I, it was like we're yeah. three and a half hours into this, and like I, the yeah. That's why I made Pete Holmes cry. Uh, <laughs> the um, but you know some some of them are fucking great. The, yeah, um, I know you've never listened to this, but that's fine. I yeah, <laughs> Lou listens to podcasts all the time. I fucking I never. Um, I do. I, yeah, I, yeah, I. Uh, I go in and out of it, man. I, sometimes I love listening, and sometimes I take times off. But uh, that's always the weird thing, too, is like, especially like even at open mics where they like introduce me as the guy with a podcast, and I'm like, you're saying it to a room full of people that have podcasts, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. It's uh, it's and, and people are like, what's your podcast about? And I'm like, it's just like everyone else's. There's <laughs> <laughs> just for some reason people listen to it. I, I don't know. Interview my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the um, there's there's definitely like. You know, fucking J.T. Habersat. I love J.T. Habersat. I've, the, I've listened to a couple episodes of his podcast. It's fucking great. I never listen to it because he's my friend. And we yeah. fucking hang out. And, like, I don't feel the need to. But every once in a while, like, if I'm on the road and been on the road for a while. Yeah. And you're fucking doing, like, 8, 10, 12-hour drives by yourself, you know, in fucking the middle of nowhere. Nothing better than listening to a podcast in it or like yeah. e- either, you know, one with a bunch of people, you know, or cause it just it feels like you have friends for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's so lonely. That's actually how I got into podcasts was just like touring in a shitty car by myself and just, yeah, hours and hours of driving. And I'm like, there's only so many times I can listen to these CDs that I have. So the um, if if you had to pick one. Like what? What's the one podcast that like fucking change shit for you, or like a desert island one? Oh, uh, you know, I don't listen as much as I used to, but like the one that like really got me in was Mark Maron's podcast. In like mm. 2010, I was probably like that's listening constantly, and I like, and then even when I started touring more, it was like listening to backlogs of episodes I missed or whatever, and. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that one like really changed it for me. So I saw him in 
2005 or 2006 okay. in the basement of UCB in New York. Oh, wow. And it was uh, Ryan McKee from Phoenix uh, dragged me there. Yeah. And it was before. He's been on the podcast, too, right? Oh, fucking Ryan's awesome. I love yeah. him. The, um, and he was like, you got to come see this. I think you're going to dig it. And it wasn't funny. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, Marin yeah. was still, like, definitely, like, going through shit, you know? Yeah, like, um, yeah, yeah. And, uh... <laughs> um, I shook hands with him afterwards, and I was like, I, I want to say I enjoyed that, but <laughs> that's kind of enjoy is kind of a strong word, but that <laughs> like that was really useful. And yeah, he was like, you know, thanks, you know, I, I get it, you know, <laughs> the um, but uh, the regretful, I get it. Thanks, <laughs> I, I the, hear um, that a lot. <laughs> but but, but I, that would that it, I mean, and there were like twenty people there. And I feel like that was uh, something that uh, informed what I do um, yeah. more than almost any other thing that I've done or that I've seen. Really? Okay. Yeah. Just because it was, yeah, he went to all these like super dark, super uncomfortable places, and it was one of those things where he'd be telling a story, and it was it would be like you know um, it would be getting really really bleak, and you were like, okay, laughs just right around the corner, here it comes. No, no. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, we're just gonna keep just keep going down. Just right. you know the um, Lou. You have to tell your Mark Marin story. Oh no! Oh god! Please. But, this but, is this uh, is so but, great. Before that, I do want to mention that uh, around so like 2009, 2010. The reason I was really into it also was Mark Marin's uh, energy matching that. It was still that. Where he was having people on, it wasn't. He wasn't interviewing his friends. He was in interviewing people that he thought didn't like him, and then sitting down, <laughs> being like, "So, are we cool or what?" Like, yeah. just immediately, and you're just like, "This is like a moment," and it's like a celebrity, and it's like Ben Stiller being like, "No, man, we're cool." Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, That's the, really weird. It's like him, like, uh, it's so good, like recording an amends. Yeah, 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 yeah. majorly, majorly. Yeah. He said before that it's like pretty much everyone who he's had a problem with, like in the past, has come on the podcast and they've like made amends, except for John Stewart. <laughs> like John Stewart, apparently, is like his like great white whale. Oh, is, like, I didn't know that. Oh, that's yeah. really interesting. How how because John Stewart seems like the nicest guy in the world. Does he have? Uh, is there some like secret like CD underbelly of like John Stewart? Like, no, like, I, I know. I, I think like what I what I gleaned from that is just that. Well, because like Mark is like, you know, at one point was sort of like an unsavory character. Yeah, and like again, like you said, John Stewart is like a super nice dude. But it's just like I'm sure Marin just like rubbed him the wrong way at one point, and then John Stewart was like, "Why would I even bother with this?" <laughs> like, there's there's know, also sort of there's like the um, it can like go too far in the other direction too. Like I remember the um, the last time that I hung out with my high school girlfriend, <laughs> the um, and uh, so it was like this is like 1992. Yeah, um, that you know, we dated for like three weeks. And yeah. uh, the year I was born, go on. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> the um, and we, you know, we were like in New York, and it was some, uh, you know, the like four or five of us, you know, from that era got together, and uh, there, you know, I had like a, sort of a moment alone with her, and I was like, listen, I, I want to say I'm really sorry just for 
like everything, just how I was, who I was, you yeah. know, like just, you know, you're an awesome person. And like, yeah. And, and, uh, she was like, uh, Mishka, I, I don't accept your apology. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Who <laughs> said sorry? <laughs> and, uh, she was like, you do this to me every single time I've seen you for the last like 15 years. And every time I'm like, yeah, no problem. We were kids. Like, it's fine. Yeah, Everything's yeah. cool. Like you were drunk. It's okay. You know, the, um, but she was like, no, I'm fucking, I've, I've accepted your apology like nine times. I'm not going to accept it again. It's like, yeah. you know, fucking no, it's remember this one. And I was like, Oh, okay. All right. We're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess where we were. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The, um, I had to go wash my hands. I, <laughs> yeah. I feel. Yeah. Weird. yeah I mean, I was like, that, that was such an interesting move on her part. I was like, but now I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, all right, Lou. Tell us. Yeah. Tell what's the your God? Uh, God. No, this is so good. <laughs> I love this story. That's yeah. Um, so this was <laughs> this. This was uh, almost God. This would this would be almost exactly three years ago, actually. Um, it was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a hot and sweaty day, uh, <laughs> and I was sitting in my car that had no AC, and I was in it all day because uh, I was delivering pizzas. It was right when I started doing comedy, and uh, I was a, p- a pizza delivery guy. And I would just listen to WTF and um, Comedy Bang Bang all day. Two very different things. But, um, and I, I, I think in my sweaty delusion, I was like, I bet if I emailed Mark Marin right now, <laughs> something would happen. You know? This so, is, like, you can, and you can like fill in that blank with like, you know, Jodie Foster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any York. <laughs> Anyone, yeah. Yeah. I, I, be, I bet if I emailed Kofi Annan, I would. <laughs> um, no. Uh, I, so, like, I was at work, like, in my Hungry Howie's t shirt. Uh, that was. <laughs> shout out to Hungry Howie's. Shout out to Hungry Howie's, the, the garlic crust. The podcast. That so- just sounds like a made up pizza company in like an 80s. Oh, it movie, does. Like Judge yeah. it, Even the logo. <laughs> the logo, oh, everything. The oh, yellow. It's just a, a blonde boy holding a pizza, like, ah. The, the, the <laughs> yellowish box. Yeah. Everything about it. Everything about Hungry Howie's feels made up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Did I really have a childhood, or is that just like yeah. part of a movie that oh, I saw? And my my boss at Hungry Howie's was like a fat old Italian man who would just be like, "Lou, like get the pizzas out." No, like literally would just like say things like, "Lou, I'm glad that you're starting to do comedy, but you're never gonna make it." Like, he's trying to get and me. Now to... look at you. Yeah. <laughs> if he could only see you. Right. Exactly. Um, All right. So I was I was in the parking lot just getting back from a delivery, and I'm like, I gotta do this quick. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, I emailed I emailed uh, Mark, Mr. Marin. I don't have much time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm writing line. to you from a bunker. <laughs> Subject line: Urgent. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, and just super quickly. Uh, Mr. Marin, this letter came from you. It's from the 40s. (laughs) 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 Smells like it. Uh, 
I so like I emailed Mark Marin. Basically, I bet if I search through my phone, the email would still be there. Oh my god! Should I do that? Yes. <laughs> okay. are, are you kidding? Let yeah, go, absolutely. Let me go collect my phone. The um, while we're waiting for Lou to get back. Yeah. You must ha- uh, please tell me you've done. I have. Uh, I have one. Well, I have a Marin story that's super quick that I could tell. Is uh, I emailed him. Uh, <laughs> and he wrote back right away, and he was like, Zach, big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote <laughs> back. Uh, no, I emailed him in, uh, what year was that? Like 2010. Uh, I just got banned from the comedy spot in Scottsdale. Uh, Is that still? Oh, I'm, I'm sure of it. Um, actually, no. No, they forgot that they, banded, they banned me, and they, uh, they uh, asked me to do a show, and I'm like, I'm banned. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like getting banned from a comedy club is like your fucking seventh grade girlfriend being like, you're dumped. And then yeah. Like, Next week you're going out again. Probably. Uh, yeah. I was like, who cares? Uh, <laughs> so I just got banned from the comedy spot. It was like because I was performing at a club down the street that no longer even exists. And uh, he was like, I, I saw that you were on the list and you're banned. And I'm like, I've never even performed at the comedy spot ever. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was really weird. Because one time I tried to perform there. I called them to hear about the open mic. And I said, uh, what what time does the open mic start? And they're like, go to the website. And I'm like, the website literally says, call us for info. And uh, and he's like, who are you? And I was like, Zach Lyman. He goes, never heard of you. And hung up. Uh. That's the only time that I tried to work at the comedy spot of any sort. And then uh, And then like a month later, I was banned. And so I emailed Mark because he was like answering questions on the podcast and stuff. And uh, I just was like, what do you do if you just get like banned? And I explained the whole situation. And he wrote back like later that night, I think. And it just said one sentence. And the sentence was fucking comedy club bullshit. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> That's uh, fucking right to the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Like a. I'm a child, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> did you find it, Lou? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's hear it. Uh, yeah, to uh, wtfpod at gmail.com. Subject line, hi, Mark. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is already amazing. Let's I'm glad see. you try- struck the conversational tone. Okay, there we you- go. Uh, <laughs> uh, dear Mark. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. All right. This- Three years ago, folks. Uh, <laughs> I'm hurriedly typing this at my shitty job because if oh, I don't do it now, I'll, I know I'll forget to later. Honest. Uh, my name is Lou Moon. Uh, I'm an amateur comic in Phoenix. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> amateur comic in Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally, I think, literally two months into doing comedy. Yeah. Did you? Were you concerned he was going to think you were a professional from the from the tone of your email? <laughs> yeah. like, oh shit! I thought this was Johnny Carson. Sorry. Keep going. God. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I want you to know how much I love your work and how inspiring your comedy is to me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
what I'm looking for might seem strange. <laughs> I would love to grab a burger or something with you when you're in Phoenix. I know you'll probably say no, but what would I gain if I didn't at least try? <laughs> You're one of my heroes, so fuck it. I thought I'd give it a try. I'm not a psychopath or anything. <laughs> Just to seal something, the deal. Something exactly, exactly something a psychopath would say. Uh, I just thought talking to you would be fun, and maybe we could glean something off of each other. <laughs> I said this? That's the most disgusting part of you have. <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely, Lou. I've seen uh, screenshots of uh, <laughs> the DMs my friends get from guys, and uh, that's what it felt like. It felt like, oh, <laughs> no. you know, hey, it was like a very weird you up. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I going forward, I am just going to ask if maybe we can glean <laughs> something <laughs> off of each other. It is, wow. That sounds like it involves oil. <laughs> the, uh, no, I got I got like the turn of phrase like glean like I that I added that to my vocabulary like from Mark. I know I've heard him like use that yeah. phrase before. Yeah. The, so that's not the weird part. <laughs> the weird part is that I thought that he could learn something from me. <laughs> <laughs> like what not to do in life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and so when did he respond? Never, <laughs> never responded. Uh, yeah, if I ever uh, sit down with him, I'm gonna definitely bring that up. Oh, if you do, do you uh, remember this email? Just if you do, I'm gonna eat your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> the um, that was fucking amazing. That that's was a so that's good. a good email. The uh, I had no I, I didn't even I I knew when we got going I was like oh god I gotta. This story is incredible, and and also listen, whatever we're gonna fucking give you shit, obviously, but also that's forever. why fucking yeah. everybody loves you is because you do stuff like that. <laughs> the um, that's you're a clown. Lou. We love to watch. You. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Lou. It has nothing to do with your personality. <laughs> <laughs> the um, but also I was hoping that there would be. I I didn't even, I didn't think for one second that I mean of course you know you have fucking Gmail so you have every email. Yeah, you've ever sent. Oh ever yeah, in oh god, I I need to go and like fucking archive some shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta go burn a server somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the um, yeah. Okay, uh, just be, before this gets too off the rails, I <laughs> I I. We all know about Lou. Uh, we don't know about Mishka so much. All and right. So I want to definitely turn this to learn more about Mishka for my own personal growth and also for the podcast listeners that are like, who's this guy that's been telling these stories? So, so we can glean something off we each other. We can glean something off each other. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> with uh, or without oil. No, I and no, I realized going into this that like we know each other in passing a little bit from seeing each other at shows yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we don't know each other at all. I yeah, um, I, I yeah, I don't uh I joke around with you, have a good time, but uh I've when people go, What does Mishka do? And I go, I don't I don't know what he does. <laughs> I, the, I've seen uh, him play guitar once. <laughs> I, I I'm like the Jeff Spicoli, the seventeenth year senior. The um no I uh I was a uh, 
you know, a musician and a writer or an aspiring musician and an aspiring, an amateur musician yeah. and an amateur writer. <laughs> yeah, for a I was long worried time. that you were a professional. The, uh, <laughs> and, so I, um, I, I hate both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I introduced you to it. I've never regretted anything more in my life. <laughs> the, the, um, and, uh, and, but mostly I was just a drunk for a long time. And then, um, uh, but I, I mean, I guess people know my music through Stan Hope. Uh, Stan Hope became a fan. And then after I quit drinking, um, Stan Hope started using some of my music on his podcast, which is how like 99% of people know me is through Stan Hope. Oh, okay. Um, the, uh, but then, yeah, so like, so I, I did a, a, like a quick run or I don't know, I, I did 15 or 20 shows opening for him like around the country and in whatever 2008 and then uh bottomed out and had to get sober and didn't play music again for like five years oh wow um, the because i just didn't know what to do you know it's like i yeah. built this built this i mean built my entire fucking life around alcohol and then uh had no idea like sort of how to return to that body of work um, and I, and actually I was just, I was just going to fucking just be like, well, that's it. It's dead. You know, it was a thing that I tried to do and now it's done. And I was okay with that because I was just like, I'm sober and it doesn't fucking matter. And nobody gave a shit anyway. Um, and, uh, the, and then I started publishing my writing through Amazon <clears throat> and the first story that I had was about getting shipwrecked and drinking my own piss before I got rescued. Uh, the, um, and then I had a string of like hit uh, Kindle singles with Amazon. And then my, as I was doing this shit, uh, like <clears throat> once a week, I would wake up and I would have like 60 new Twitter followers. And I was like, oh, what okay. the fuck? And it was all people coming from Stanhope. Like there, another Stanhope episode would drop and they'd play a song or something. And then I would get a bunch of followers from that. Um, and then I was just, I was writing and uh, I had a book coming out and got like sort of lured into going back out on the road yeah. uh, by JT Habersat. Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> and then <clears throat> when my hardcover book came out, it was, uh, it got really positive reviews. Yeah. Uh, which is a way of saying it was a commercial flop. <laughs> uh, the um, so I was sort of like, all right, fuck you guys. I'll just tell dick jokes in bars and uh, and play music, and then that ended up like with me just sort of being on the road for like, and also I mean from uh, from the Stanhope connection, and then like being friends with JT, like ended up doing a lot of shows with <clears throat> with these like open mic comics, and I was I you know I, I was never I would never call myself a comedian, but going up against like the you know the worst open micers in fucking town after town finally i was like i'm fucking funnier than these guys like i'm gonna put a little <laughs> bit of effort into this and see if i can just punch this up and then um uh genevieve uh put me on bird city here and then uh so yeah i've just i'm i'm a scam artist so it, is it, basically uh, what i'm saying you so know? It, it really kind of like you were doing the music thing did the doug Stanhope thing, and then you got sober, and then that's when like you really leaned towards writing. Was right yeah, when you got yeah. sober. Yeah, because I mean, I I just like I, you know the I mean that's one of the things that's like 
frustrating for those of us who who no longer drink is that every night in order to perform, you you sort of like stick your head in the lion's jaws. Yeah. You go to a fucking bar. Yeah. And it's not, there's no temptation for, you know, there for me anymore. Um, But at the time, I definitely felt like, you know, that was, that I had to fucking stay away from there. Um, Especially like... uh Going to like an open mic or something like that. If you're really, tr- it's like well, and if the way people know you is through fucking Stanhope. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, I didn't even every, think about that. That's true. Everybody wants to buy you buy a drink. drink. Wants yeah. to have a drink with you. You know the um, and God bless those people. You know because I mean that it, it is it's an expression of affection. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, the uh, there were like before I quit drinking, there was I remember waking up in a Tacoma hotel room that I was splitting with Brendan Walsh, and we were sort of like trying to remember the night before like replaying the events the night before like just laying there just being like oh fuck did i say that like oh god you know yeah and we were watching a documentary on evil knievel and he was talking about how like he had this realization once where people clapped way louder for him when he missed the drop the jump than they did when he hit the jump oh and he was like he he just had this realization he was like these people are only going to be happy when I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> and wow. so there was that. And, and that was sort of like a seed that was just planted in my head. Yeah. And then I went to go see the Pogues and yeah. I, I saw Shane McGowan and he just looks like a full grown baby. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I can't believe this guy's still alive and an incredible artist, an incredible poet, one of my favorite lyricists, but also like that guy has drank every drink that anybody ever bought for him. Yeah. And that's what happens. Yeah, you know, is you stop writing and then you stop living. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, that was a big part of why I got sober. Wow, and then uh, yeah, then the writing took off, and then uh, well, you quit drinking recently too, right? Yeah, I. Uh, this is uh, this this will. I mean, not, not like this. I didn't have like some kind of downfall. I just like literally exactly a year ago. Uh, went into the doctor and they were like, yeah, your liver is just done. Uh, It's like a thing I was born with. Like I was born with a bad liver. And he's Uh like, yeah, the drinking's not helping at all. And uh, so I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I've had like ups and downs of like heavily drinking and not drinking at all. And so I was like in the mood of like already not drinking as much. So... I was only drinking when I like traveled and did like a thing, you know. But like yeah, when yeah. I was at home, I was never drinking, and uh, so I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I I quit drinking exactly a year ago, and uh, yeah, it's been uh, that's a different life for sure. <laughs> so number one, uh, I'm sorry, that's totally unfair. When I got fucking checked out after I quit drinking, they were like, yeah, I your liver's fine. And I was like, no, it's a S H. I was just, I, you know, so I'm sorry you got my liver and I got yours. And, uh, um, th- three months sober, six months, you know, did you notice that you were writing a lot more or that you were more creative or that you were more invested in your work or engaged in your work or, um, well, I have like an, I have an autoimmune disease mm. too. So like, uh, my, everything kind of goes up and down in general. Okay. Uh, like I get brain fog and all this other stuff. Uh, I've talked about it on the podcast, but, um, I honestly, uh, my mood and a couple other things, like I, I do feel like I am sharper and, uh, 
more like consistently one way and sort of kind of up and down and uh-huh. and uh, you know like after a weekend of drinking and then flying home with my <laughs> autoimmune, I would literally be like dead for a week. Like yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. really <clears throat> takes me a long time to recover from drinking, and I wasn't real. I wasn't putting two and two together that it was also the drinking I was trying to recover from. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I noticed that definitely. Because there is like this myth that you have to be like a, a fucking junkie or a drunken fuck up or whatever to like create art or something. And like, don't get me wrong, I've seen Stanhope like fucking riff in a walking blackout that he had zero recollection of. And it was <laughs> hilarious. And I mean, but also, hardest working comic, been doing it for fucking ever. Yeah. And also insanely gifted, insanely talented. You yeah. know, so like, you know, I, I, he could probably snore and it would be hilarious. But, um, but for me, man, I mean, I just, I did, uh, in 2008, I went down to Austin for South by Southwest. Yeah. Um, and I was supposed to go down with my band and my band had just broken up. So I just went down to like, just do drugs and party and like, and I like, uh, I got into a fight with this bouncer and he like, and I had a fucking pint of, uh, vodka in my backpack and I fell on that and got fucking the shards of glass in my back and like the, yeah. And it was just like, just so ugly. And, but I had a deadline at the end of this. So I just like raged like all day long for like four days. And then I hold up in this motel six and I had to write this thing. And I was like, you know, this is cool, you know, Hunter Thompson, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to fucking like close one eye to be able to see the screen. It was just torture to, to you know, to get out 1500 words to yeah. meet this deadline. And um, I can't fucking believe I wrote anything when I was drinking. Right? <laughs> the um, And then when I quit drinking, I just had all this stuff stored up and I had no idea. I mean, I, when I met with my editor at Amazon, I was like, he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, Amazon's doing this new thing. I, you know, I really think you should do it. And I'd written for him before for yeah. his free weekly and just, you know, written about drugs and whatever. And, um, and I was like, yeah, I, I don't have any more stories. You know, I got sober and he was like, you don't have one more story. And I was <laughs> like, well, I got shipwrecked that one time. <laughs> and he, and he was like, you asshole. That's that, that's it. That's the story, you know? The, um, but it's funny, actually, I had dinner with him when I was in New York, like 10, and we were talking about that. And so this is like, whatever, 10, 10 years ago now that he and I were talking about that. And he was like, yeah, I, honestly, I was like, ho-hum about that piece. But I just, you know, Amazon had just started this thing. We couldn't get anybody else. And so that's how you got the biggest break of your life. And I was like, wait, <laughs> fuck, really? I was like, Dude, don't tell me this. Tell me I got picked. You you chose me. You read my email and you were like, this pizza delivery guy yeah. has what it takes. Yeah. You know? Like I want to be fucking have been chosen. But yeah. he was like, no, we couldn't get anybody else. And yeah, you yeah. you did it. And there was nothing to glean off each other. You know? No, yeah. Already pre-gleaned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you were a pizza delivery driver? Fuck. <laughs> the, the, uh... That is weird how that all happens, where it's like, there's been times where I was like runner up and then got the thing because of the guy didn't do the thing, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. How many times that happens. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, man. So, okay. So now when you, like, let's say tomorrow you're going to introduce yourself to someone. Do you tell them that you're a writer or a musician or a comedian or like, what? The, what's kind of like the first thing that comes out of your mouth? I would uh, I would probably say a writer, yeah. Because like comics, 
don't get a lot of respect. <laughs> the, no uh, way. <laughs> the, uh, Haven't noticed, per se. Number 79 on the list uh, <laughs> was not a scam. I <laughs> <laughs> the, um, and the, y- you know, and, you know, jerks playing fucking 311 covers at open mics yeah. are musicians. You yeah, know technically. I mean? So, like, uh, shout out to Matt Micheletti. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, um, so, I, I mean, I feel like r- being a writer, is st- it's still, it's the least scammy sounding thing of the stuff that I do. Yeah. Um, the But also, like, I, uh, you know, I love pushing against the idea that you have to do you know, that you're, well, what are you? That you have to pick one thing. Yeah. You know, that like, cause, cause that's, that's kind of fucking reductive. Yeah. And, uh, like, and honestly, I mean, you know, I, you know, I fucking throw the scam artist thing around for a long, you know, but, uh, I fucking, I respect a good scam, you know? <laughs> and like the, uh, you know, the people who figured out the thing of like, Oh, you get the Amazon gift cards and then you return them and then you do that. But you know, X number. Yeah. I, mm. Total respect. You know, I mean, right. if people find a way to, uh, there was like a homeless dude, like going through the dumpster behind like our place. And I was like, bro, hang on. I got a bunch more like, you know, cans in the house. You know I mean? It, that guy's hustling to fucking bring cans back to make money. Yeah. That's, that's work. That's a job. Yeah. You know, the, um, and when I lived in New York for a long time, like the, at the end of the end, when like my, when I wasn't just unemployed, but like unemployable, yeah, I, I had this shitty little, uh, Dodge Neon, and I would like go and pick shit up off the free section on Craigslist, and then resell it in different like the furniture section or yeah. whatever, yeah. you know. And like so, if a fucking scam is paying the bills, man, like run to it. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. Right. I get the, that. Um, Putting but, in the work. Um, but you guys are both totally legit. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. Come well, on. I mean, when yeah. when Zach and I were living in uh, Idaho. We would do very similar things like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Tons of thrift stores. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I always grew up just like trying to make an extra buck type of family. So, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. totally get that. And but. I mean, if you look at it too, like, you know, a lot of the, <clears throat> a lot of the artists that we, that we love, you know, they all had fucking, you know, side hustles of like, you know, Bukowski, yeah. it was like working the post office and like playing horses. Uh, Robert Irwin played horses. Um, you know, there's like a lot of writers who have been like, uh, you know, doing sort of like uh, erotica for hire. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just like, okay, yeah. uh, two six foot tall redheads, got it. You know, and like they'd crank out, you know, fucking 20,000 word, a 20,000 word novella for somebody's specific fantasy in between writing their masterpiece or whatever. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. I, uh, um, there was a time when I was living in Louisville and I was making money. Uh, ghost writing like Twilight, uh, like romance novel shit. Dude, I've done a bunch of that stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, it just pays well for what it is, and you're just like you. You literally like. I remember the the first one I did. Like I put so much effort and thought and all this into it, and then I sent it, and I assumed they would come back with some notes or something for this guy. He's like, nothing. Just was like, yep, good. And then I was like, oh, this is the. 
Okay, I get what I'm doing here. Yeah, yeah. I'm just writing words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I I did a lot of that shit too, and and I hated it, and yeah. I hated yeah. myself for doing it, and I was like, you're you know you're selling out, you're compromising your vision, like all all these different things. Found every different way to like shit on myself for doing that. Yeah, it's awesome practice as a writer because it forces it forces you to just sit or like okay i gotta write fucking two thousand words today you have yeah you have you, to yeah. yeah you don't wait for the muse you know it's yeah like, um the uh and also now i like i'm good at inhabiting other people's voices on the page yeah and that's just from doing different ghostwriting gigs you know, where where you had to learn a specific writer's style yeah. or some other ghostwriter had gotten it halfway and then tapped out and then you were like, okay, I need to write in this. Interesting. Know, I didn't know that was um, a thing. Like, people tap out and then you, you've you taken over? Yeah, dude. I did this book about, like, the dog flu. Okay. okay. Which was, <laughs> I, it was, that was a weird time. And the, we're uh, out of time. I, uh, <laughs> what's funny is I actually have a great story from my own life about the dog flu. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, um, call up the email. The, uh, the, but I mean, it was the premise for the book was that like, there's this flu that comes that kills all the dogs in the world. Oh no. And like, you think I'm depressing. <laughs> Fucking A, think about that. No dogs. That sucks. Yeah. The, uh, so I was just writing this book where like dog after dog was dying. And it, <laughs> and I, oh my God. <laughs> I guess that is like, like, I know the perfect guy for this job. <laughs> the, um, but yeah, somebody, hard to believe somebody got that halfway and then it was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I've killed 26 dogs and I don't feel good about it. <laughs> uh, so what do you got coming up now? What do you, uh, I know you got tons of shit going on in your life. Is there anything uh, you want to talk about or yeah, I, or um, anything? I, well, I, I have like a sort of a bunch of things I just finished and, um, and then a bunch of new things I'm working on. Um, I, this past year, I got to work with Mark Lanigan, who's like one of my favorite songwriters. It's, one, it's like one of my few remaining musical heroes. And like, I got to, got to be friends with him through Twitter. And then like, nice. I mean, basically, basically did what Lou did of just like <laughs> wrote to him and was, you know, like sent him a copy of my book and then like made him read it and then, you know, talked him into getting food with me. And then I was like, dude, you need to write a book. Yeah. And then annoyed him until he cracked and then got, you know, helped him get a deal and then um, just nudged him to fucking do it. And uh, and then I, I got to work as editor on that project and it was one of the the hardest most intense, most rewarding things I've ever done. Um, so that will be out uh, next spring. Um, and from that, I think Lanigan's going to produce a record for me, which is super cool. That's and also, he is the biggest hard ass I've ever met in my life. And like, <laughs> I will be like a fucking writhing like a bug on a pin <laughs> like playing new material for him when, when he just like turns to look at me like oh um so i'm looking forward to that i'm doing uh i'm doing a run with jake flores uh, yeah that's right this uh this fall uh doing altercation are you gonna be there or lou's gonna be there lou's gonna be there i uh i am gonna be there i'm i don't i might hang out 
I might just come hang out. The uh, you I should come if you can. I would love it if he did. I think you would have a great time with that. I I think it would be a good time. I'll I'll bring the equipment. Set it, it up really in a hotel is. room or something. You will probably have a better time than we will for not having to perform because what it is is like I always get in my head about like oh there's all, you know all these comics here or, or fucking yeah. Dan Schlissel from stand up is there and so you got to be networking or whatever but like if you just go to hang out it's all like your favorite smaller comedians trading oh, talk to this guy in fucking Des Moines and avoid this guy in Arkansas or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. like, um, here's the thing that I found. You can get, an, you know, you can make extra money doing this. So everybody's just like trading. Helping each other out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I made I like so that. many amazing connections. Yeah. In, I had uh, altercation last year. Yeah, yeah. I remember you uh, coming back and having a good time and stuff. And uh, I planned on going last year. I ended up getting really sick. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That doesn't all, sound like you. <laughs> uh, that all just clicked in my head right there. I was like, oh yeah, you stopped drinking and you were like <laughs> deathly ill. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, um, right. Well, yeah. like let alone like I've I don't think I've ever met someone who likes like Eddie Pepitone as much as you do. I love Eddie. And Pepitone. you know he's headlining. Yeah, yeah, which is like a real thing for me. And I uh, fucking love Eddie Pepitone, but like you, I mean, you really turned me on to Eddie Pepitone. Yeah, his special just so fucking good. I don't know if you've seen it. I you gotta watch it. It's so it's ridiculously well put together, and you're just like, this is like the perfect hour. So huh. good. He's yeah. one of the funniest people on the planet. Yeah, Eddie so yeah, you know what, guys? I think he talked me into it. I'll probably end yeah, up yeah, yeah, come the um. Yeah, it should be fun. The The other thing is, like, I'm, I'll be bombing back here after yeah. that. I think I'm going to do a couple of days recording there. I have an opportunity to record with a guy who did a couple of records by The Walkman. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to... And my voice, well, at least to my ear anyway, my voice sounds better after I've been singing every... Like, been on the road singing every night for a while. So mm. I'll be coming off two weeks of tour and then just go right into the studio um, and do, like, Sunday and Monday. And yeah. Bomb back here, whatever, Tuesday go. and Wednesday. Oh, yeah. The, um, you taking the van out there? Fuck no. <laughs> I did that last year, and I was just like, here's a great way to lose money. Yeah. I remember seeing the van for the first time out there, and then, like, I was like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing when I saw that van. I was like, I'm like, this is the perfect van, and then I slept in it for about, <laughs> about a month back there. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so doing it, so I have another two weeks out in September. Um, with Jake Flores, who's fucking brilliant. Where are you guys going? The we actually we start in. Um, well, Jake's out for a week or ten days before he, we hook up. Okay, um, meeting up with him in Idaho and then working through like Colorado. Okay, um, Texas, one show in Oklahoma. Nice. The, um, yeah, it should be good. And then uh, I have a, a big new piece of writing. Uh, coming out with uh, Amazon about, which is tentatively titled Family Reunion right now, which is just about taking that van, driving it 5,000 miles from <laughs> Southern California up to Northern Saskatchewan with my sisters, my mom, and my sister's four kids in the van. <laughs> yeah, very different. <laughs> and after yesterday, I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't kill my entire family. Yeah, right. <laughs> The um, and then I and I just mentioned this to Lou today. Um, Audible uh, is going to have me doing a one man show uh, for really? a couple of days in New York this uh, is fucking in wild. January. 
um, and a couple of the other artists. They that know they have. who you are. They've heard of. Did the, someone uh, drop out? They were, like, <laughs> they, were, they were like, Mishka, you're totally legit. <laughs> yeah. It's like me, T-Bone Burnett, Tom Morello, and Elvis Costello. I think that's the no first. Way. Yeah. And I was like, you guys know that, like, okay, never mind. It's cool. I'm not going to bring yeah. it up. Yeah, <laughs> gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts, man. That's yeah. Cool. So I'm going to be interrogating everything I think, everything I say, everything I write yeah. until then to try and, you know, put a fucking 90 minute show together for them. Nice. When's that? Uh, we'll be taping it in January. Oh, hell yeah, man. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And then, uh, so where can people find you on the internet? Uh, my website is mishkashabali.com. I'm at mishkashabali on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on Facebook, sadly. Um, I think <laughs> I'm the only Mishka Shabali out there, which is, which when I was a kid, you know, getting stuffed into lockers, it sucked. Um, yeah. The, uh, but now I don't have to put comedian at the end of my name. Which yep. Is <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's just so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's very few Zach Lyman's, which I'm okay with. There's like a realtor, and yeah. uh, and then there was a kid that played college football, and so it's like uh, the they find me. I <laughs> think the first time that I saw your Instagram or Twitter or whatever, I thought it was. Exactly, man. And I was like, yo, <laughs> fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. <laughs> How many people? I get messages. I get emails that are like, exactly, man. And I like, get I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> and I'm like, but. It's <laughs> 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 my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just too much. Like, the only other Lou Moon that I know of is uh, there is a resort in uh, Ghana, like on the coast called the Lou Moon Lodge. Oh my God. We all right, we're, we got to fucking do a GoFundMe to get there to do a gig. It's like, that's, that's what happens when you Google Lou Moon. It's just like the resort's website and then a video of me at literally the worst show ever. I, uh, I want to see you bomb there. It's, really what I the, it's the me lodge. <laughs> <laughs> we hate you. <laughs> we, like the Lou Moon World Tour, it's just Phoenix and Ghana. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm going out the I got now. a real market out in Ghana. <laughs> searching my name all the time. Just a bunch of people confused. Like, does he own the place? Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> is he, he bought this so he can perform in his I'm, own? I'm going to dress. If I ever go there, I'm going to dress like I own the place. There is a, uh, there's another Lou Moon comedian. You're kidding, really? Yeah, I follow him, uh, and I sometimes... <laughs> Wait, you what said that you... like you don't follow Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I follow him. <laughs> I, yeah, I had to unfollow Lou. I, <laughs> but I was like, no, I'll fill it with this Lou Moon. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I'm going to find I, this guy and tell him. <laughs> Jesus. No, okay. I, I'll tell you what, I... All right, we have fucking bagged on you a little bit on the podcast, but <laughs> no, <laughs> there I we I did a I posted some Facebook status about like casting the Wizard of Oz with like uh, you know with all Phoenix area comics, yeah, and I cast Lou in like three roles, <laughs> and uh, so, which was I think Cowardly Lion, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Toto and Dorothy. And, <laughs> and then some guy on Facebook was like, what the fuck is this shit? It's just like all like inside jokes, blah, blah, blah. And I fucking blocked him. <laughs> yeah. You fucking, you shit on Lou. You fucking shit on me. So take that. <laughs> he probably thought it was okay because he also saw your pictures of like flipping off spam. <laughs> and we're just like, yeah, we all shit on Lou, don't we? Yeah. No, uh, Mishka is uh, making it his goal right now to make sure that my reputation on the internet is guy who likes spam. <laughs> it's very weird. I It's weird that I'm like, this this writer that I enjoy being around is just all day, I just lose tagged in something. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, I don't like it. <laughs> the Well, when it's... <laughs> It's just the when you're living with somebody. Oh, I know. Everything. <laughs> everything. I guess I've lived with both of you. And, uh, <laughs> cut to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. No. The, it's okay. It's all right. Lou, yeah. you're a fucking genius. You're a brilliant comic. Oh, and me shitting on your dietary preferences is just I'm cutting my it. way. I'm cutting this out. <laughs> steering people I, to watching, to go navigating directly to the resort website. Yeah. <laughs> and being like, what the fuck? <laughs> Well, thank you for saying at least most of that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lou only heard the first half. Um, <laughs> his takeaway from this episode is, Mishka really likes my stand-up. <laughs> I do, but there's yeah. no way for me to say it now that's not going to sound insincere and cunty. Yeah. I'm just happy he, ha- he has a fan, you know? Um, it's good for him. See, the, the difference between you between Mishka and Zach is that Mishka will at least give me something. (laughs) And and, like Zach and I are still friends and like, and I'll be like, I know that you were kidding about all that stuff. And he was like, no, I wasn't actually. And it's like, I know he was, but he keeps saying that he doesn't. (laughs) I I want to be a mystery when I die. (laughs) I have some shrooms in the freezer. Let's just eat them and keep going. Please. I, I beg you. I would love that. This, that sounds like a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're like, uh, we, we definitely feel like we covered everything. Is there anything else you guys wanted to, before I close this up? I'm spent. I'm um, spent. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start. Lou, plug some stuff. Do you have anything coming up? Oh, uh, Why'd yeah. you do that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like, Mishka. all right, all right, Lufan. What do you got? <laughs> what do you got coming up? Let the listeners know. God, that's I. People are gonna be like, I really don't like him anymore. Like, <laughs> the host, <laughs> he's so good on the other episodes, and then he posted this new one, and it's just him shitting on people. <laughs> do Zach and Lou really hate each other? Just do, <laughs> like, just do a hostile takeover. Oh God, welcome to the Zach L- Lutiny. <laughs> Take it away. This is no good. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Mishka and I will joke at each other, and if it's a particularly bad joke, we pretend like it's like a plate of bad food at a restaurant. Get it (laughs) up. No, send it back. It's it's no good. It's no good. Oh, the chef didn't taste this. (laughs) yeah, like Mishka said earlier, uh, I'm going to be on the Altercation Comedy Festival. 
in late September. It's going to be the 25th to the 29th, I believe. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be actually on the brunch show on the 28th. Nice. So right very on. excited about. Um, What's that place called? Kick. Uh, Kick Butt Coffee. Kick yeah. Butt Coffee. That is place the, is so awesome. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, we went like, there. We went there. The yeah. like the coffee is great. The staff. Like I stayed with the Beautiful staff stage. the last time I was there. Oh, okay. The nice. staff. Like, yeah. Shout out to uh, Daniel and Allison. Yeah. 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 Fucking incredible people. Um, and uh, I'm actually going to be uh, booking shows when, once a month here in Phoenix. Um, most of the time they're going to be happening at the trunk space. Uh, but uh, just as much as I can, uh, you know, just around Phoenix, I'm going to be booking uh, a sort of like absurdist talk show that will have also comedians on it. Yeah. Uh, the first one's going to be on September 12th, and it's uh, going to have uh, Courtney Wallstrom, Tristan Bowling, and uh, a headline by Christian Levine. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Really good show. Who you know very well. Yep. Um, and then Mishka is going to be on the one on October 12th. And oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kyle Pogue will be in town. Kyle oh, Pogue. that's great. Kyle Pogue is a fucking genius storyteller. Like, yeah, that's going to be fun. He's uh, Pogue always makes me think of the uh, the sheriff in the hanker for a hunk of slab or slice of chunk of <laughs> hanker for a hunk of cheese. <laughs> I love that. God. Uh, Kyle Pogue also inspired probably my favorite hosting joke that I've ever done. Cause like, you know, like when you host a show, you like, you know, riff off of something else. Yeah. Um, cause like Pogue has like a million stories about doing cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, uh, he came off stage one time, uh, and I was like, Kyle Pogue, everybody. And, uh, I was like, you know, Kyle one time, uh, asked me, uh, if I wanted to do some cocaine with him, and I said, "Cocaine, more like lo mein. Give me some of that Chinese spaghetti." <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember that. You were there. You were there, that one. <laughs> You look so upset. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things I've ever come up with. You just cured Zach of podcasting. <laughs> This is the final episode. Just <laughs> 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 light the equipment on fire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, Lou, September sixth, you have a show. Yes, uh, with me. With with, <laughs> yeah, with you. Uh, you and I are going to be uh, booking shows together at uh, Tespresso. Yeah, we're doing a, a maybe twice a month, maybe once a month uh, tea show. Yeah. At a uh, pretty hip, cool place, not far from where we're at right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so Downtown. September 6th, come out for that. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's, I think it's going to be really fun. It'll be great. It's going to be It's like fun. the most Instagrammable place I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I mean, Allison uh, owns it, like, you know, cover of Vogue. She was in Shark Tank. Uh, she's a very beautiful woman, and she's uh, opening all these cool shops across town, and yeah. she's going to soon have many more. But, um, yeah. Zach. <laughs> Did you just get that? <laughs> <laughs> Mishka, I look over, and he's just showing me an Allison tattoo. <laughs> Always be closing. He, uh, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea that you hide names around <laughs> your body. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
for in case you're hitting on a girl and you're like, oh, like Elizabeth? You're just yeah. showing, showing your side. I knew Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> she was the love of my life before that bus took her. Anyways, can I buy you a drink? I don't. You I remind don't drink. me of her. <laughs> you remind me of my dead wife. <laughs> I also like choose this guy's thing. dead wife. <laughs> Jeez. All right, we got to end this. We Let's gotta, get out of here. I love yeah. my dead gay son. I can't. I can't post this. This is you have to. <laughs> oh God, oh, I do need content. I uh, uh, I have the Teespresso thing. I don't want to promote anything else. Uh, <laughs> not on this episode. Not, not, no one's gonna come after they hear me <laughs> on this. Uh, yeah, come on to the Teespresso. Follow me on Instagram, Zach Lyman Podcast. Uh, what's yours? Oh, uh, at Lou Moon Comedy. Lumoon Comedy. Mishka, learn, Google how to spell Mishka Shabali, and you'll, be, <laughs> you'll, fi- you'll figure it out. And um, yeah, thank if you guys a, so page, much. If it's a page with a husky on it, that you, you got the wrong Mishka. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is dead. I, we, Cir- I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. You guys, we brought it all the way back around to dead dogs. <laughs> I gotta go before Michigan starts talking about drinking urine again. I <laughs> uh, outro music.